You're listening to the Lead to Think podcast, a podcast that brings together and inspires small business owners in the salon, spa, and fitness space to be empowered in their everyday decision-making. My name is Lauren Gish. I'm best known for being a coach and strategist in small business. I'm also a salon owner in Nashville, Tennessee. We're going to be talking about key strategies to keep you from being overworked, overwhelmed, and drowning in debt to being rested in control of your business and more than profitable. I'll be sitting down with industry experts and business owners that are just like you to discuss the lessons they've learned and the strategy that's helped them build and survive the roller coaster that is small business. So today my guest is Courtney and she is a salon owner and um, a friend of mine and I wanted to have her come on and talk to you a little bit about her journey as an owner. So we've been focusing on clarity, moments of clarity that other people have had during the first part of the season. And what I want to focus on now is transitioning over to moments of courage where you've really had to dig your feet in and kind of fight for what you are working towards. And so Courtney, would you tell us a little bit about yourself, like where you're located, how long you've been in the industry? Yeah, sure. I am located in Knoxville, Tennessee, and I have a business alchemy salon with my business partner. And this month actually is our 10 year anniversary, but I've been doing this about 15 or 16 years So I'm from Knoxville, moved to Chattanooga for about five years and apprenticed there and moved back here and opened up Alchemy with my business partner. So yeah, it's been quite a decade. Yeah. Have you worked as more of a commission-based business? Yes. Yes. We We have been just primarily from the beginning. I come from a background of I used to play sports and I love the team atmosphere. And I mean, there's definitely ways you can get that if you're, you know, not in a commission salon, but that is what felt right for us. So we've always chosen that route. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. I think a lot of people listening, I have a lot of people that are independent contractors and then Mm -hmm. some friends that do team-based pay and all those things. So I always think when someone's talking to give the background of where you're at business structure wise is always helpful and to hear it through that filter. So what I wanted to ask you about is the beginnings of your career and entrepreneurship, because being an owner is so different than not or any other capacity that you work in the business. And so I think it's hard. I don't think it's for everyone. I think some people dip their toes in and immediately like leave and are like, wow, not for me. (laughs) Yeah. So, and I really think that it can push on all of your insecurities And so I wanted to know if you can think back in time to when you first started your salon, which might take a minute to jog your memory, but what are some things that came to the surface immediately where you were like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing? (laughs) Um, I laugh because my business partner and I talk about this pretty regularly. You know, just really when you're in partnership with someone, that initial like kind of figuring out the dynamic, especially if it's someone that's different than you and she and I are quite different, but it, it ends up, you know, complimenting well, but I think that stuff pretty quickly comes to the surface. And, you know, even just like, how are we going to lay out the space? How do we envision this both being creative people you know, immediately it's like, okay, our styles are different or this, you know, that stuff comes up pretty quick and pretty, um, pretty much constantly. (laughs) Yeah. 
So I think one of the first things is just, why do I think this? Oh, do I really feel strongly about this? Or is this an area where I can give, you know, so that compromise kind of presents itself pretty quickly. Yeah, I think I have a business partner too. And one of the things that we've had to learn as we've continued to be in business together is like, what's more important to the other person? And what are we willing to, like a marriage, like, what are you willing to fight for? And what are we fighting for together? And being honest about what that other person does better than you. Yes. And being like, it's pretty obvious I should do this, (laughs) you know, without stepping on their toes and be really, really hard. And so were there areas with your business partner where you were like, it took a while for you to figure out that maybe she should do those things. Like were there, where you had to admit to yourself, like I might not be good at this thing. So she should take over there. Yeah, I think for sure. I mean, we kind of hit the ground running. So we kind of initially brought, you know, ourselves to the table where we were at at that point. And then we just kind of delegated. And then over time, you realize because, you know, when you're owning something, you're, you know, working behind the chair, you're doing all these things so fast, you know, and she's a much you know, she was a critical care ER nurse. So she's a much quicker processor. So she's used to the like rapid response. And I like to internalize, let it settle, you know, and really like decide what I think about something. So initially we kind of bulked those into categories and just kind of picked lanes. And then as we've grown um, and changed over the years, those things have changed as well. But yeah, we definitely reevaluate it every so often. But you kind of have to just pick a lane in the beginning and be like, okay, check, check, check. And then you do that until it doesn't work. And then you kind of redirect and you do it better. And then you, it's like shedding your skin every few years. I think with business partners, it's such a unique conversation. And then there's also the part of having staff and there's things that I think in general in our lives. And then as we have employees that they can really press on those things for us. I know you and I have talked about this a lot. If anyone listening is familiar with the Enneagram, Courtney and I are pretty much the same person in that way. And so the things that press our buttons are really, really similar. And it's really fun to discover just kind of the way that that we think a lot and communication and our why and about people. And so I want to know, like, have you had particular instances over your time of ownership? Because you've had a lot of people, you know, we have people that work for us for a while. We have people that move away. We have people that have babies and pursue other careers or just leave and quit and say they hate us, you know, like (laughs) it happens. And so what over the course of your career, has there been things that have just kind of poked at insecurities for you that you've really been able to like, that have caused you to dig your heels in and be like, okay, I have to know who I am here. Uh, yes, all the Pick time. One, just I one, mean, just one to start. <laughs> yeah, it was just one day. There was just this. No, yeah, constantly. One day I felt um, really insecure. <laughs> it was just kind of an off day. The rest was fine. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the main because I mean they're they all come from like a similar root and through line. I'm just trying to think how to articulate it. I mean, definitely this fear of of course not being enough, not being enough, quick enough, not being enough, just across the board in so many ways. And then when you have a business, like, you know, when you open a business, you know, I went to school for business, all these types of things, but it, it's nothing compared to when you're actually doing it. And, you know, people always say, oh, naked business is like holding up a mirror and reflecting all these things. And that's true, but you're bringing yourself to your business. And so something I struggle with is just 
am I enough? Am I doing enough? Can I do this? So when you bring that into the business, which it compounds that like exponentially. So Mm -hmm. that is a really consistent through line that I've had to really trudge through because whenever something goes wrong, I'm immediately like, I should have seen this. I should have prevented this. I didn't do this enough. I was pulled in too many directions. I blame myself, you know, all these types of things. And it's really hard when you're in charge of all kinds of stuff and the business side and then people, because you're trying to see people and you're trying to translate that you care, but there's, it's just a lot to do. And so Mm -hmm. I constantly have felt like, you know, I'm not enough. And then I think the difference that I'm working on actively, you, you being one helping me too, is just, I'm not enough. <laughs> like I'm not enough. Yeah. I'm yeah. not going to be enough. And I'm, I'm like, no one is enough to do all of these things. Mm-hmm. So the things that I can bring to the table have value and the areas where I need help, I need to find people that I can empower in those spaces mm-hmm. so that collectively we can all be enough collectively. And that's a hard, that's a hard lesson. I mean, that's definitely a push point. Yeah. I think one of the things that I personally struggle with as like off of that is when I see those areas of vulnerability in myself, I know I have this decision to make and it's easier for me to like ignore it or I'll go work harder in another area so that I don't have to deal. And I don't know about you, but I get like a full body sweat. (laughs) <laughs> like a full body sweat when I when I realize that something I did has like hurt someone, they've misinterpreted yes. something I've met. If they think that I'm not for anyone that knows the Enneagram, like the Enneagram six is a loyalist. And so like our why is like I'm so loyal to people and sometimes it comes across as like I'm so committed to their success I can be a little too honest oh. at like the wrong time. <laughs> And so personally, I've run into issues where there people have been like, that might be true, but that really sucks because it hurt really bad. Or that might be true, but you put it out there and then you haven't followed up to empower someone in, the, in that space. And usually the reason is, is because I feel like, oh God, I was too much or I'm not enough to fill in that space. And so I need to run away from what I just said, or I need to, I can look at it and then yes. run the other way. <laughs> yes. And so... Personally, going back to that, like something I've had to learn is to be willing to feel uncomfortable in my insecurity and know what system or what the problem is and how to create something to make that better, whether it's empowering someone else or admitting to people that I don't like what you said, like, I'm not enough, like I'm not enough to do all of these things, no matter how big or small a business is like really you're not enough to do all of it. And so what are some ways that you've like seen something and then had to like admit it and then dig your heels in and be like, okay, I'm going to create something to make this better for everyone. I think something I, and I mean, and to the point of the, like you're the sweating and the running away, those types (laughs) of things that happen, like the trigger response. Mm -hmm. I definitely get that. And I mean, I was definitely also raised very like, you know, control the perception, control the perception. Um, And so I tend to do these, the squirming and all these things kind of inside. And then I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, the more I'm anxious, the more I have to hold like the veneer. Can Um, anyone tell? Like, can anyone tell what's happening with you when you do that? I mean, I'm sure there've been a couple times and I think 
I think because they're used to me kind of just being like, whatever, you know, outwardly calm. I mean, this year, of course, like show me a calm person this year and I'll like high five them. And they're probably, you know, buy they're drink, probably sound. It's fine. Definitely moments. <laughs> <laughs> like people are good. not someone has people gotten are for me it's, yeah <laughs> good for them I absolutely yeah I think I had someone say to me like we can tell you're a little out of sorts or whatever but I'm having to learn I have those responses and I have that sort of self-flogging that happens and I I'm having to look at that and look at why I'm so hard on myself. I had to look at that sort of moment when something happens and your body has this trigger response and you know, you're, you sweat or you panic or you freeze or whatever it is. I had to kind of learn how to expand that moment and hold that space long enough to look at it. And I mean, you, you've certainly been pivotal in this. I have some people in my life that also are kind of on similar journeys with this, but having to sort of freeze that space of discomfort long enough to not hide from it. Because Mm -hmm. I noticed the same trigger response kept happening over and over. And, you know, for a while I wanted to just duck my head and be like, but I'm doing all these things. I can just do them more or harder. Like you said, I can just keep running faster. And then you realize like, I'm just in a hamster wheel, nothing. I'm not going anywhere if I don't look at this. So what I've had to do is, like you said, also learn to sit in those uncomfortable moments. And, you know, for me, I'm such an introvert. I'm super private. So having to do that out in the open and be uncomfortable in the open is a whole nother layer of pain. Of Yeah. It's a whole nother layer. And so having to say, Courtney, you know, you messed up and these people saw it. Maybe you made the best choice you thought, but your intention didn't come across. Or maybe you just made a mistake. Like maybe you, you know, just made a bad call or, and I usually, of course, try and do them with the best of intentions, but it just never is perfect. Having to sit in that and sleep on that and then be willing to say to a person or to myself, like, okay, let's try it again. Let's, let's learn. And then the next time this comes up, let's, let's change path. And you did something to me, you know, even you mentioned the, um, the workplace communication, and this is a small thing, but to the point of me, when I'm feeling overwhelmed, I kind of go inside myself and I tend to be kind of not standoffish on purpose, but I tend to communicate less because I'm just like trying to make everyone feel like everything's fine and I don't want to burden them with things that are going on. So mm. I would commu- I wouldn't communicate enough. And I was doing that because I wanted to protect them. But then my employees, some of them would be like, just tell us, just tell us what's going on. So then we feel safer. So Mm -hmm. having that little thing, like a quick update here or there really has helped me remember to say, okay, just like keep them in the loop. Just little things like that have helped, you know, kind of get me out of my head. And I think it's helped everybody. Mm -hmm. I think for people that don't know, so um, Workplace is an app that's from Facebook that operates a lot like Facebook. And one of the things that I see a lot with my clients and that Courtney's talking about experiencing is just there's not enough time in the day to communicate everything you need to communicate. And then if you're a leader and you're like, you know, in like the shame spiral of like, I can't get this stuff done enough. And so I'm going to get quiet and figure it out. And I'm going to do it myself because I don't want anyone to see how much I don't know. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, sure. So 
<laughs> workplace. No side note for them. Like they're one of the simple, simple communication tools that is great to it stuff doesn't get lost in text. You can stay really right. organized. So that's my little not sponsored like side plug for workplace. <laughs> there's a lot of different there's a lot of different tools like that, but I really enjoyed it for the way our businesses work. So can you think of anything specific that you confronted in the workplace that ended up having a really great reward. Like you were like feeling really insecure about it. You asked for help, you made a change, and then you've gotten to see some sort of fruit. Yes. Well, I'm, I mean, apart from meeting you, you mean? Yeah, I think I got to the point, and I, again, think this this whole year, COVID, um, there have been some things that have been building inside of me for sure. And, you know, Personally and professionally, I think things, you know, you bring them both at the same time. And I think for me, something that changed this year is I've really, it's year 10. I've really been looking around and being like, what do I need this to mean? And I love doing hair. I enjoy it. But for me, this is a platform to, you know, get involved in the community and help people and help grow my team into who they need to be. And so I was feeling like, I wasn't doing that enough or I wasn't fully in the space that I wanted to be in with who Alchemy is. And so we had some time with, with COVID and, you know, you were definitely someone I had long conversations with, definitely people in my life, my business partner, of course. Um, and we just were like, this is who we need to be. There are some changes that need to make. Some we had to make, some happened organically when kind of this I don't want to say a new alchemy because it was always there, but just reaffirming this is who we're going to be. This is what we want this to mean. This is the environment. A lot of changes took place and some were very hard, but it was probably one of the first moments when I, I know this has to happen. I feel this in my gut and I'm not afraid of the outcome because I know if I don't do this and make these changes, we won't become the things that we need to be. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a lot, a lot of things. And as hard as those things were, and I, I believe strongly that we are in the direction that we need to be. Do you have any specific ways that you've seen, you've dug in and made changes in a lot of areas. And so is there maybe with like an, a specific employee or in client interactions that you've noticed that like just the simple act of you deciding to be courageous in an area, like how it's affected them or what they've said and affirmed that that choice. I certainly hope so. I, you know, it's hard because you don't always know, I think as an owner, how people are feeling or if they're, you're noticing things. I think the guests are noticing the little things Mm -hmm. and those feel nice to them, but I feel like the people on the periphery probably notice more. I think the mm-hmm. employees now feel like, you know, it feels different. The environment feels tighter. Um, and it's a hard time to tell because everyone kind of has an undercurrent of fear. Yeah. But I mean, it's kind of a tricky, a tricky time in history for sure. But the feeling of it is overall, I believe, very positive. It's just also, there's just those little, it's just a little heart, you know, heartbreaking sometimes, but everyone I think is still like, okay, this feels good. I understand the vision's becoming clear. And Mm -hmm. although people that were there aren't there anymore, 
we wish them the best and we can recognize that, you know, this is who we have going forward. And this is, you know, it was all necessary. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So would you say that it sounds like you've made a lot of things a lot more clear, like you've been able to delegate, you've had tried to focus on tighter communication. And so as you've delegated and gotten out of your own head and chosen to like dig into that and look at that, have you seen that benefit like financially? Like are you seeing people be more organized with the way that they're charging? Are you being more conscious and seeing more clearly because you have more brain space? Yeah. Oh yes. A hundred percent. And I think too, definitely one of the ways that you, you know, there's so many ways that meeting you and working with you have impacted me. Um, it just was the, you know, it was kismet. The timing was just, was pretty serendipitous, but definitely more clarity around understanding and knowing why we're charging, why we're worth it, you know, team members consulting each other and encouraging each other in that space. This is why we're doing that. Make sure you're charging your worth. And I think one of the main areas that you and I discussed is not having things like that feel muddy, having things be consistent and understanding product usage and timing. And so that has been a tremendous area of growth. Yes, financially, but also just with the employees understanding why they feel more encouraged to communicate that with their guest. So I think that relationship, you know, I think like the consultation relationship has become better um, and more open because they understand verbiage wise what to say and why. So that's been a big, you know, and, and I think that's reflected, you know, financially as well. So that, that does feel a lot better. Yeah. So I think that my final question would be if you're talking to yourself like months ago when you were like really feeling the weight of some of these insecurities and you were like, I need to be brave and step into a new area of business. Is there something you would say to yourself now? I would definitely say you can withstand the storm. Mm -hmm. You know, something I'm working on personally is I think it's Glennon Doyle that says, you know, she's talking about her kids, but she was like, I want to teach them to walk through fire. I want to teach them they're fireproof. And it's hard for me to, even when you ask the questions, because there have been so many changes and everything is is still changing. But I think it would just be, you know, let the, let the unnecessary just burn away. Let it go. Mm -hmm. Like open your hands and just let it go. And you may know the reason for some and you may not. And just let it go and don't be afraid of the fire. And I think that's something that I'm learning, obviously with the help of, you know, close people around me is just, there's no way to avoid it. And avoidance just creates more anxiety when we just keep hiding from what's triggering us. Yeah. Uh, And I think learning to be, I don't want to call it brave because I certainly don't feel brave, but just just looking at it, being willing to look at it and not run Mm -hmm. is one of the hardest things I've ever done. And so I think I would just tell myself to just let it burn and it's, it's, it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I always, I'm like, I may have gone over this with you, but with other clients, I'm just like, that voice isn't real. And the second, if we can like give it a name, give that voice of insecurity, like, 
I mean, the most popular name of the year is Karen. Like, just imagine it as like this bitchy little Karen and be like, listen, bitch, like I'm done. And sometimes that's being brave. Sometimes it's looking at the thought and the insecurity and giving it a name and being like, I'm done with you. You have a, oh. have a talk to the manager haircut. I don't want to, I don't want to look at you. I don't want to talk to you. I'm done. And there's a different way to look at this. That's my, so just visualize like the worst talk to the manager Karen. situation has that voice of insecurity. It's like way easier to deal with where you're like, obviously like, no, 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 we're not doing that. So the final thing that I wanted to ask you was some of the conversations that your employees are having right now are based on like the clarity they're having, the way they're communicating are all based on something you decided to do. And so I know that we don't realize it, but a lot of times we're their ceiling. And so are there ways that you've gotten to see them break through in a way where you like you can correlate it to you making the decision to move forward? Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, yes. You know, I yes. And it's scary because for so long, you know, you you and I talked about this, you helped with this. And you've been pivotal in so many things. So just so many ways, but reminding <laughs> what, Thank you. Thank you. and I'm going to totally steal the Karen thing. Karen, all Karens out there. You're awesome. Your name is beautiful, but I'm totally going to steal that. I think I was so used to, you know, when we first started the salon, just trying to get people in there and being grateful that people came. And I don't think we were really establishing our worth or valuing ourselves we were so afraid to overvalue ourselves. So we, I think we undervalued ourselves. And then when you build a team and you recognize, wow, these people really can't flourish if I don't continue to raise that ceiling above them. And, you know, you had pointed out, you know, Courtney, like you are the ceiling, you know, um, you know, you and my, and my business partner are the ceiling. And so when we, as scary as it was, changed that, and kind of recalibrated everything, you know, in one of our meetings, it, you could tell they were all like, okay, like, so now I can have some space to move up. You know, we, there was space before, but more space. And as scary as it was for them to do those things and to go through a price increase, the conversations that have resulted from that have been around, you know, actually, I do feel like I'm worth this. Actually, I do feel like my peer is worth this and they've been mm -hmm. encouraging themselves and they feel there does seem to be a bigger sense of pride and of hope of being able to continually progress. So that was really hard for me because as an owner, you know, I think sometimes we don't have all the time in the world to just focus on just the hair. We're doing so many other things. So to remember to value ourselves and our knowledge and our, our experience, sometimes we put that kind of on the back shelf. And, mm -hmm. you know, you helped remind me, like, Courtney, like, that really has to be on the forefront because everyone's looking to you. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I think that made a tremendous difference and it kind of unlocked that ceiling to where they can be like, okay, we're all standing a little bit taller. We're all mm -hmm. standing a little bit prouder. So that's been, that's been crucial. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you so much for spending your time today. And I know that your story is going to resonate with a lot of people. Um, and hopefully it helps them be a little bit more brave. So where can people find you online? What is the Instagram of your salon? 
It is at Alchemy Salon. So they can find us there. Um, Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you, Courtney. Wow. I love how transparent Courtney just was about where she is and where she's headed. I've had the privilege of witnessing some of these changes this year that she's made and she has bravely looked at her insecurities in the face and said, no, I'm not listening to you anymore and really rediscovered her passion and remembering why she started. And I love how she said um, to just let let it burn, <laughs> not in a bad way, but then that refining fire of you know, the good things, the, the things that are meaningful will last. And those residual things that sometimes we're so worried about really don't matter in the long run. And I know she said she didn't feel brave, but anytime someone's going to leave insecurity behind and make a different choice, even if their knees are knocking and they don't know what they're doing, If you admit that, you move forward, you ask for help, you start digging for the right answers, that's bravery to me. And the gift that we can give as leaders is when we decide to admit that we don't know what we're doing. There's such a weight that the decisions we make have on our team. That might feel heavy to you, but I want you to think about it as an opportunity. What an amazing way to leave an impact in the world. You are truly, you're giving gifts and teaching lessons all the time, whether you like it or not. And you have a choice to be brave about it and be more intentional with the legacy that you're leaving in your business or to feel afraid and ignorant and really not know what you're leaving behind. So if you've heard yourself and what we were talking about today, And if you really need to leave insecurity behind, if that (laughs) talk to the manager haircut is in your head, just heckling you every time you look at your business, it's time to take a hard look and tell her to shut up. And there's never been a better time than now. Um, This year more than ever, I know we've seen what needs to be taken care of. So if you head to leadtothink.com, you can get right into my calendar and book an appointment and we can talk about what's working, what's not working and what can change. I would love to meet you. And P.S. Every Karen out there, so sorry your name's been dragged through the mud in 2020. You're beautiful. We love you, Karens. I have some friends named Karen that I love dearly. So all that to say, (laughs) we'll see you in the next episode.